Welcome to episode 50 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, the author of the books On Location, A Film and TV Lover's Travel Guide, and Road Trip, A Sports Lover's Travel Guide. I'm hoping this podcast inspires you to travel to destinations that have been used in movies and on television shows. And speaking of travel inspiration, today my guest is Joe Franco, one of the three hosts of the new Netflix show, The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals. When you're looking for something cool to watch on Netflix, this is a must-see, and I loved talking to Joe. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm finally planning a new trip. It's been a long time for everyone, and while some people have still traveled, I've been kind of hesitant for obvious reasons. But I've also been helping my mom, who's finally back on her feet and doing really well. Now, barring anything else that can stop our plans, we're putting together a cross-country road trip from New York to Arizona and back again, with stops in Ohio, New Mexico, and more. I plan on seeing a Toledo Mudhens game, and if you're a MASH fan, you get the reference. And we'll finally stop and see Tony Paco's. We'll see the jail in Shawshank Redemption, as well as a national park or two, get our passport stamped, and take in other baseball games, too. Plans aren't set in stone yet, but the biggest goal is to see my son, who I have not seen in quite some time. I can't wait to get on the road again. If you need ideas on things to do for your trips this year, check out the books that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, On Location, A Film and TV Lover's Travel Guide, and Road Trip, A Sports Lover's Travel Guide, both that are available through oblongbooks.com or, of course, online through other websites like, you know, the big guys. But try to support the independent bookstores. I also want to say that I've had time to work on the realtravelsmagazine.com And if you go there, you'll see an article on what to see in London if you're a James Bond fan. Another article takes you on a tour of Bath, England, for the filming locations of Netflix's hit series, Bridgerton. I also started a new feature where I take cookbooks based on film and TV shows and try one of the recipes and let you know what I thought. The first one up, Bob's Burgers. I tried a honey lime burger. Did I like it? Head over to realtravelsmagazine.com and find out. But back to, to Netflix, and if you're like me, you spend more time surfing Netflix to find something to watch than you actually do watching something. <laughs> but I want to encourage you to stop on the show that I stopped on one day, and that's the world's most amazing vacation rentals. When it first started, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but soon the three hosts, which include my guest Joe Franco, as well as Megan, I hope I pronounce her last name correct, I think it's Batoon, and Louis Ortiz, are extremely likable. The show breaks down each destination they go to into three segments. They give you a budget-friendly option, a unique option, and a luxury option. We see them go to some great places where they stayed, including tree houses, a working cattle ranch, floating mansions, and more. My favorite episode was episode four, Bizarre B&Bs, where they got to stay in an igloo in Florida, a snake-shaped apartment in Mexico City, and a natural cave lodge in the Ozarks. 
Today's guest is one of the series hosts of the world's most amazing vacation rentals, travel expert Joe Franco, who on her own as a travel host and expert has created more than 600 videos on the Internet across two YouTube channels, Damon and Joe and Joe Franco. She has over 1.3 million subscribers. She has created content for more than a decade in several languages, including English, French, Spanish, Portuguese, and Italian. We talk about the show as well as the movie that inspired her to travel. You're not going to believe what it is. Enjoy the interview. I'll see you on the other side. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How are you? How's it going? Good. I actually have binged. My husband and I sat and binged every episode because sometimes I'll watch a show and I'll be like, all right, I'll watch one or two, and then I can do the interview. We couldn't stop. We watched. He's yelling in the background. We loved it. I'm hooked. Um, I said thank you. I will. And I just want to know how did the show? How did the show come about for you? Like who approached who, and how did all that happen? So I had been making videos online, travel videos for a long time, and really just mastering travel content, but I would do a lot of solo trips or with my old business partner, and it was just, you know, young and scrappy travel, so this is definitely my domain, the traveling and seeing places and learning languages, and so that's how they found me from the internet, and then it was a standard audition process, you know, like, they have a bunch of different people and see who is the best fit, and then Megan, Louise, and I just hit it off, and what you see is genuinely true. We were sleeping in the same Airbnbs and vacation rentals together. We lived this experience together very much in, in like, the most authentic way because we were test driving the property, so it went from being what seemed uh, orchestrated to being a very raw travel experience where we got to see the best places on earth. I am flabbergasted because when we were watching it, we actually thought that you guys seemed to be these longtime friends, your camaraderie, your connection, your chemistry as friends between the three of you is what we loved the most. We felt like you guys were taking us along with you, and it wasn't just three people stuck together. So how did how did that kind of work out with you guys in terms of coming across so naturally? Did you spend time before you started shooting, or was it just chemistry? I think really it's the magic of chemistry. And we did become friends. Like, they're good friends now. In fact, I'm going to see Megan tomorrow, and I'm always on the phone with Louise. So it's, it's so wild that you can just meet people that you click with, and that's, that's very much what happened to us. So when people watch the show and they're like, wow, you guys seem like friends, I'm like, yeah, we, we actually are now. You know, we became really good friends, especially because the nature of travel, you see everything. You know, we were together in morning, noon, and night. We were together filming, not filming. So you get to know who these people are. In ways, we used to joke and say, like, we probably spent more time together than our closest friends and family members ever have. The nature of the journey that we, we had together. Now, you guys did so many cool things in this um, in this series. And I noticed, though, that one of the things you had a little bit of a hard time with, which was rappelling down the, the side of the rocks. So is there anything else that, like, you would – is, like, a hard no for you that you wouldn't do in this trip? Did you get – you know, did you have to go through a list of kind of, hey, we're going to do this, that, and the other thing, or was it just kind of dropped on you? It was all kind of dropped on us, you know, and 
it's funny because the second episode, American Adventure, we climbed this crazy Via Ferrata, mm-hmm. and I did not want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I didn't do it, I would feel bad. Like, so, it, you know, travel, this is what travel does. Mm-hmm. It forces you out of your comfort zone. So across the board, maybe one of us wasn't feeling any of the activities, but it's like, no, we're all going to do it. And, and that's where the camaraderie really started growing. From the rappelling experience to the Via Ferrata to even stand-up paddleboarding in Alaska with the, the salmon underneath us, this was what we were doing. We were we were all willing to put ourselves out there and, and challenge our own fears mm-hmm. for the sake of the experience, which we're all really glad that we did. How did you come up, like, you know, if you if if you have the, the budget, the luxury, the, um, I can't remember the third category, when you're doing... Unique. That was my category. Yes, unique. And I couldn't think of the word. When when you're doing this, I mean, it seemed like you guys had been there prior to going there again to show the other two people. Or did, like, how did that work? Because it made me feel like, oh, she knew about this place, and now she's bringing them. Or how did that work? <laughs> I love the behind-the-scenes no, stuff. Yeah, this is total behind-the-scenes stuff. When we showed up, it was our first time seeing it, but whoever's property it was had done extensive research, had spoken to the host, and had a reason why they were bringing the others. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like when we go to Bali, Kamaya Bali, I had researched the property, I would researched the town, I would researched Galungan Day. So it's just an, another travel experience. Imagine you're traveling with a group of friends. Somebody usually spearheads the planning. Usually mm-hmm. I'm the planner, but what was nice on our trip is that each one of us had our planning moment because we each took each other on properties. So whoever was spearheading that property did the research, communicated with the host, and picked, you know, our activities. Wow. Now, where did your travel bug come from, even before doing your, your own videos? What one trip or one book or one what kind of triggered that wanderlust for you? So travel to me, is it's not so much an activity as it is an identity because I grew up in between cultures. I'm from Brazil originally. I was born in Rio. And my whole family is Brazilian. We all speak Portuguese. But when I was five, my mom immigrated to the States with three kids. So we grew up in this really tiny town in Connecticut. And so as a kid, I would just notice the different cultures. I understood countries from a very young age. I understood language barriers. I understood the fact that my Portuguese was getting rusty and my English wasn't that great. So I just became fascinated with the idea of not trying to fit into one thing because I knew it was impossible. I tried. I really did my best, but I was the only you know, little brown girl with big curly hair and a sea of blonde hair and blue eyes in my classroom. So I just embraced everything international. I just became obsessed with learning languages. So I learned French and Italian in high school in hopes of one day living in France and Italy. I went to school in a college that had international flags in the lobby specifically because of the flags. And I studied international business. So it's an identity for me. And it's been a really beautiful thing to transform my life and create this global opportunity. Like growing up as an undocumented immigrant to traveling the world on a Netflix show Mm-hmm. Seeing the world's most amazing vacation rentals. Like, to me, I'm like, is my life a movie? Because this is crazy. <laughs> Speaking of that, so this particular podcast of mine is on film and TV travel. So you watch a show or a movie and you get inspired to go there. So there's going to be a lot of people who are going to watch this 
and be inspired to go where you guys went. But is there a movie or a TV show that ever inspired you that said, hey, I have to go because maybe Game of Thrones was filmed there or something like that? So when I was young, I was like maybe 11 or 10, I watched Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh! And I think that is what sparked my joy and interest in traveling and going to Italy and like the idea that you could be in the countryside of a foreign country just just doing your thing. Okay. Like that was a really pivotal moment for me. All right, hang on. I hang might on. have to take over this uh, because my wife just fainted. <laughs> There's a reason why I just why? fainted. Is that your favorite movie? Yes. Yes, I have seen that movie more times than I can count. I I want the poster from my wall. That the first time I ever saw that movie, I cried and I wanted and it was just not even so much the movie itself but the scenery and I'm like I want to go there. I want to go wherever this is filmed. I want to go there. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. So that is in Tuscany and I went and I remember like years later, you know, I'm like a broke college kid backpacking and my friends are all mad because I booked as a hospital where you have to walk up a mile uphill. So they're like, Joanna, we're going to kill you. But we ended up going uh, and staying in this hostel that used to be a convent in the middle of Tuscany, like of the countryside. And it just reminded me, I had a flashback of when I was in my best friend's basement in the second grade watching Under the Tuscan Sun. And I'm like, oh, man, I made it. You know, it happened. Wow. Um, it's not as glamorous, but it still happened. That's incredible. That's so awesome. That that's out of any movie you could have picked to come on, on my podcast about, you picked that one. So, <laughs> so I know we only have a couple minutes left, but I want to ask you what's. I know that you're traveling right after this, like I think to Greece. I was told. What else does the year have in store for you? It depends. It's all dependent on COVID. The traveling industry took a toll because of the pandemic, and, and humans in general, everybody took a toll. So while we have this window in the summer, I'm going to go to Greece, which will be really exciting. But some of the things that I do that have nothing to do with travel, still kind of like the cousin to travel, I love learning languages. Mm -hmm. So when we finished shooting the show, when I came back to Connecticut, which is where I ended up buying a house in the pandemic to live near family, mm -hmm. I started learning Arabic because I thought to myself, okay, well, if I can't travel, at least I can fill my brain with new language. So I'll go to Greece and study Greek again, which I've done before, but if everything shuts down, I'll just go back to my house and keep learning my languages in preparation for when everything is open and when we can travel around safely. Uh, but for now, I'm excited for this trip to Greece. It'll be so fun. That is awesome. And let's close this out by giving me your number one tip to my listeners out there who are going out in the, maybe in this pandemic or they haven't traveled before and once this is over, they want to. What's your favorite travel tip? My favorite travel tip is that you don't need to be rich to travel. I started traveling as a broke college student, and I did everything to hustle my way to get cheap housing. I did work exchanges. You can work at hostels abroad. You can teach English. You can be an au pair. There's so many ways to travel that really it's a matter of research, and the Internet gives us so many opportunities for research. And to always re remember that travel is something worth investing in, not for the photos, but for the changes in you, for the development, for your connections, for friendships that you might never have made had you not left. It's always worthwhile to travel. I guess my, my takeaway is just go. Mm -hmm. Go because your future self will thank you. 
Awesome. Joe, you are awesome. I hope there's going to be another season of this down the road. It'd be exciting to follow what you guys do next. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much. i got to watch Under the Tuscan Sun again now. Yes, I will too. <laughs> you have a great trip to Greece too, okay? Thank you so much. Joe, thank you so much for stopping by. And for all of you listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Please do me a favor and leave me a review or a rating. It really helps me out. And follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. I'd love to hear from you about your real travels and what you think of the podcast. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.